Peter Martin. And I'm Adam Manis. And you are listening and watching the You'll Hear podcast. That's right. We are live. On, very serious. <laughs> Threw you off there, didn't I? <laughs> we are live on YouTube. And man, the pod suite just keeps getting nicer and nicer, Peter. Well, what it's are like. What doing in here? No, I mean, it's, it's sometimes it's one step forward, two step back. 15 minutes before we started, we were four steps backwards. And then uh, we saw the light at the end of the tunnel, as it were. And here we are. How's everybody doing out there? There's no. <laughs> I was waiting. No, I'm asking them. Okay, waiting. there you go. <laughs> They're doing good. Okay, cool. What's up, Colleen? Check this out. See, this is what I'm talking about, Adam. Look over there. See, you can see that. Hey. You can see Colleen's comment now. Happy holidays, Colleen. Yep. And um, okay, there was a good joke. Well, by good, I mean good joke on me. I don't think it's a particularly great joke. Tell me what you think of that. Oh, oh, Joe. <laughs> Joe. I'm going to need some frozen peas for that burn, aren't I? Dang. You use <laughs> frozen food too? You know, the first, when Heather and I were first married, I used to use like bags of frozen corn. Yeah. And she was like, look at me like, are you crazy? What's wrong with you? For, for, for savage burns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, man. Come yeah. on. That's old school. Um, so, uh, yeah, here we go. We got Zach. Zach is in the house. Always good to see you, Zach. I love this, man. Happy holiday. My new favorite uh, resident of uh, Houston, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, no future, no passes. Pitch bend on a piano sound is, is a jazz crime. <laughs> <laughs> there is something terrible about it. But you know what? I'm not going to ignore the fact that we're playing on Hammer 88s. Right. Are we, though? Yeah, see, look at that. That's a couple of Hammer 88s. And look, do we see if we've got our little friend Cordy in the house? Look at that. Oh, look at that guy. Woo. G7. You know that. Come on, man. You know that's a G7. That's got What about this? G7. Yeah, that's no got five. It. It's Why got is it, it so oddly specific with it? Let me see if it makes this. Okay, so what does it call that? G7. Okay, that's good. What about this? Hmm. Okay. So what would you call that? What would you call that? E flat over G. Oh, G and C. That means no chord. <laughs> no chord that it knows of. Yeah, maybe kind of just saying like an E flat major 7 sharp 5. But then as soon as you go there... Yeah, flat nine, sharp nine, sharp five. That's what we do it. Peter, so play a little bit of that groove that we started with. It took me a long time to find where you were in here. I, I, I threw you a little curveball because you're yeah. out of Manus, man. You deserve them. Was it? So that we're just doing a step up to yeah. four, right? So my, my initial thought is, all right, we're in, we're in 12, right? Oh, were we hearing it? I, so I was going one, two, it went three. Yeah, two, three, Oh no! Well, I think I was doing it in four. Yeah, I think you were doing it in four. I was doing it in three. We we matched up about thirty percent of the time. <laughs> but you know what? I love playing like that when it's not like I am not four, very clear. I am speed, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about this chord. This is like that F thirteen yeah, sus. Yeah, yeah. No, I heard I heard the harmony. I just couldn't. We were here at a different time. Where it was, I know. Yeah, I was like, yeah. wow, Adam's just dropping beats. That's oh, all okay. good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it yeah, is a pandemic. So. I was. I thought for sure you were in. Two, three, one. No, it was yeah, so. It yeah. was one, two, three, three, four. Three, four. But that's kind of like twelve, eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, two, gang, 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 gang
just a different 1208 than you. That explains why I was having to count five beats and then come in with that walk up. I was like, ah, okay. (laughs) Well, fun fact, uh, for many years, I thought, um, well, play walking for me. Play the way you hear walking. You know, like with the bass, like do bitty. Oh, the yeah. This is the way I always thought it was. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Play play that again. Mm. One two three four. One two three four. One two three. With the wrong key. Oh, you thought it was like reversed. Still on th- two and four, but. Isn't that start on the? Yeah. Dun, cause it's dun. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't give it like. I still can't. I still can't come in on Herbie Hancock's Manchild album, Hang Up Your Hang Ups. I still. Oh, yeah, yeah. It takes, it takes a full two minutes before I'm like, right. there's one. Yep. <laughs> but those are the things, like, once you get to the point where you. Yeah. You know. Once you get to the point where you can kind of like accept that you're going to be in a nebulous zone, that you're going to be in the groove, but you have no idea where one is. Because remember how I was always like, where's one? I don't want to come in. Like, I would always be so afraid. Once I was like, who cares? I mean, just play the groove. I, I, it'll find. I mean, like, we played all that stuff at the beginning, and we were never at the same one. <laughs> well, like as I it said, turns out. About 30% of the time. Oh, I didn't even know that. <laughs> I didn't even know that. So that was good. Cool. Oh, man. Well, where we are excited today to be back in the glory of the pod suite. And uh, look at us. Look at us all there. Sean Jones is still here. Christian McBride, Adam Manis, Yo. Peter Martin, the plexiglass, the sneeze guard. The uh, the case numbers keep going up. We're gonna have to get this. This is gonna have to just be a sneeze guard with a separate entrance. I know that, you're gonna like, have, like have a two prison. doors exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're glad to be here, and uh, hope everybody's having a great holiday season, as it were. This is the holiday season, right? Agreed. Yeah. Um, this is. Uh, I, I was corrected. I, I called out too many holidays at the concert the other night. I said, "Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, mm-hmm. Happy Festivus." That was all correct. But then I went one step further and said, "Happy Ramadan." And I got a text message from my sister yeah. right after the show. She's like, great show. By the way, Ramadan's in April. I was going to say, is it Ramadan <laughs> in the spring? <laughs> yeah, eternal spring. I, I screwed that one it's up. It's eternal spring. So it's it was whatever. an early. It yeah. was an early. It was an early shout out. We like to be inclusive here <laughs> at Open Studio. But um, yeah, it's an exciting time. We, um, Those of you that were... I'm just so excited because you you can see you can see what's happening up there. So I'm it's like, like right there. Too. It's right there. Yeah, we, we have a new monitor in here. You can't see it, but for us, it's exciting because we can actually see what you guys are seeing. So like, Every if I new. go bam, we know that, right? And if we come back here, it's all good. Um, I'm gonna throw one question and then then we're gonna get to our check-ins because we have a special request from one of our listeners and friends who I actually just met up with IRL, as they say. But I'm going to throw this question in there first. Look at that. That's our buddy Pickenstone. Hmm. Uh, what is the best album where jazz musicians really play the blues? They're not as convoluted. Um, oh, wait. There we go. What's the best album jazz really even play the blues? I've had an ear on Ray Bryant, but Oscar Peterson has to be up there. That in his earlier jazz is essentially blues. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, pretty much anything Louis Armstrong ever recorded, you know, prior to 1940, you could kind of consider early blues and jazz record. I don't know, Alex, man, I don't like to... It's hard for me not to listen to something like 
a love supreme and not say that that's a pure blues album you know what i mean yeah. I, I hate to be that guy but yeah i don't want to categorize it into i mean what are you talking about like a muddy waters style or <laughs> robert johnson style yeah you know like this is just all like a pure blues album yeah i, I mean i feel like it's a little bit we're a little bit trying to put a put a box around something that doesn't need it yeah you know? um I think one thing about this question that is interesting, though, I was like to to say, okay, we know blues is like just a primal element of jazz, like like probably the most important building block, not just of jazz, but of almost all popular music, so called pop popular music of really the twentieth, like the late nineteenth century on to today. I mean, it's one of the most influential forms and styles and genres, and it's it's beyond a style and genre. I mean, it's like a it's a it's a cultural phenomenon. The blues in in the way that uh, I don't know I don't know what you can't really compare it to anything else. Yeah. So, jazz is one style or genre that has drawn heavily upon blues. So it's it's maybe heavier than any others. I mean, you look at rhythm and blues, rock and roll, of course. Yeah. Very influenced by the blues, but jazz as well. So I think any kind of album. The best we never can. That's like saying, "What's the best saxophone album of you know who's better, Sonny yeah. Rollins or, yeah, or yeah, Sidney yeah. Bechet or John Coltrane?" I can tell you a great, a couple of great albums is when great jazz musicians make a concerted effort to thematically feature interpretation of the blues. So Coltrane plays the blues comes to mind for sure. That's a great record, and they're really playing the blues, of course. Yeah, yeah. Your reference of Louis Armstrong, I would say, on West End Blues, kind of the prototypical. Um, you know the prototype of jazz musicians funneling and channeling the blues into a modern i mean yeah into a modern jazz format and then being the kind of rocket ship that other jazz musicians especially trumpet players but every soloist since then has channeled the blues form and the more importantly the blues sensibility mm-hmm. into into jazz as an authentic element not as like let's get bluesy man um yeah yeah from from a real cultural standpoint like, yeah uh, from from the same vein I, I think i get what alex is saying here yeah i mean in that regard it's hard to say you know all of the great records it's hard to say they're not super influenced by the blues or or, or great blues i see this is where like when you put these labels on it, it's like well what's the you know what's the best blues it's, it's hard to i don't know I, yeah i feel like every art blakey album from <laughs> the late 50s could qualify there's right. shuffles you know what i mean like the yeah, yeah. feeling is there Oliver Nelson Blues in the Abstract Truth is a Ooh. is a large ensemble album. Yep. That captures that really well. I, I mean, if we're going to go large ensembles, pretty much anything Count Basie did could probably be something. Yep. I mean, just, you know. Yep. <laughs> he makes yeah. me feel that way, you know. Yeah. So it's that's hard to say. It's hard to say. I mean, I think of or that. Ornette, like Lonely Woman. Oh, yeah. You know what Shape I mean? Of, Shape of Jazz. Shape of that jazz whole record is so blues infused, I think. Um, so, Cool. All right, so that was just a little prelude to a question to whet your appetite for the coming segment wet. of uh, wet, um, of expertly answered and digestible nuggets of information that are going to be flying at you soon from my brother Adam and yeah. myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. But first, bam, I'm going to give you some new... Th- we got theme music now for the practice check-in. You want to hear it? Sure. Because we're doing practice check-in. <laughs> it's a major scale. It's time for the practice check-in. We're checking in right now. It's time for the practice check-in. Because if we don't check in, we're doomed. Wait, wait. I just made that up. How could you have now, and then you have, if you don't check in, 
we're gonna check out. You gotta. You oh yeah. You, better <laughs> so, that was you teed yourself up, and Come then you on. were like, "We're doomed." All right, I'm, I'll give you the changes. You give me the uh, the the voice on that one. Okay, hold up. Here we go. I'm gonna feature you up here. Okay. I forgot what your lyrics were though. Well, see, you can do your own. See. That's oh man. I said, I, it's time for the practice check-in. <laughs> checking in today. It's time for the practice check-in. You do <laughs> if you do or don't. No, you you had the you had the other part of that. Come on, man. You put me on the spot. Okay. Practice check-in. This is actually answering the question about what's really the blues. This is not really the blues. That's really not. <laughs> it's time for the blues check-in, and you ain't gonna find it here. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I was just kidding. I don't. We, we don't have theme music. We ain't got time for that. Practice check-in. Man, you'd be great at it though. Listen to that. <laughs> um, how was your uh, practice this week? Practice this week was awesome. But I want to talk about. Uh, was talk. I had a great phone call this morning with our friend Brian Fielding, who I think is is on here watching right now. We talked about just kind of like what we need as practicers. And we were talking about motivation a little bit. Mm. And so I think we've got a good idea going here for maybe a feature for open studio mm. uh, members of doing, you know, a kind of a practice, not a su- like kind of a support group <laughs> or like a, a practice group where we can get together and kind of talk about our week of practice. It's kind of what we do with our practice check-in, but where then the expert practicers, i.e. me, you, people who can practice, uh, can kind of help guide our members into how they can set up their week of practice routine, like to kind of really like get down to not just like, what are you practicing and, yeah. and like what scales are you working on? But like, so you only practice like twice this week. What was going on? You know, like what was happening in your life? It's like, well, I was trying to practice late at night, but my kid was sleeping and it was like, oh, okay, well, could, is there any possible way you could try to like set a new routine where you get up in the day like things like that right yeah. trying to get you motivated or like uh, I practiced twice but I just kind of you know I was just like just playing the same old stuff I always play you yeah. know uh, just blowing over solar for 20 minutes and then I stopped you know and then we could kind of guide them through well okay maybe this week let's let's focus like f- you know five minutes at least at the start at something that you don't know how to do yet yeah you know, stuff like that yep yeah, I mean, I think that practice is always, um, you know, I think the the more we learn the different sort of faces and facets of practice, the more we can hopefully get to that point where we can make adjustments to our routine um, and kind of call audibles as we going, you know, no matter what kind of plan we have. And we've all been those times when we're super inspired. A lot of times at the beginning of the year, it's like, okay, I'm going to really map out my practice for January or for, for the first quarter or whatever. And then get to that point where, you know, we can be very productive in our practice. And I think that's important, but to be able to call an audible and to have some really fun and fulfilling practice, like that intersection of just passion for music and inspiration, but within a practice format, that's where the goal lies. Now we can't do that every day. I don't think it's kind of like, if you're a composer, like, I'm going to write a masterpiece every day. Well, if you can do it every day, then it's not really a masterpiece now, is it, right? No, it's not. I need to practice on my uh, my improvising uh, uh, theme music. Why? That's going to go on my list this week. Okay. Being able to sing a theme to any any selection we have. Okay, well, we're, we're going to do one for each of the segments today. So we're, 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 it's going to be trial by fire. Fitness, fitness, I love fitness up and down. Woohoo! Okay. So no, what I was gonna say though, one of my 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 uh, 
most joyful things of practicing this last week was actually a little bit um, practicing performing, which we've talked about before. Mm. But for the Friday Shelter in Place concert, we actually played with your group, but to a recording. Mm. So in, in having to kind of get it lined up where I could play it in real time, it was streaming, it was a bunch of ordeals with that. So I kept listening to the tracks, but also I wanted to be able to play something. And I don't know if you noticed, I pulled the piano out with our friends at Anytune, more uh, more from Anytune a little bit later. Because I heard, that, you I've know, been, I didn't even notice that until like the second tune, and I was like, "There's no, where's the piano?" Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and that's a great um, attribute of our our our, um, our longtime sponsors, Anytune, where you can pull out. I mean, it depends on like how it's recorded and stuff, and it seems to be easier to pull out vocals. I'm, I'm not even a master at doing it, but anyway, well, you did it though. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, I did some practicing on like kind of. I was getting so excited because I felt like I was playing with you guys. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Like, even though it's a one-way thing, um, I hadn't listened to the recording in a long time. And the sound was really good in the headphones and the piano was sounding good. And it was just fun. It's like, wow. I'm, I mean, maybe I'm more inspired by that now because I'm doing so little playing with other musicians. So to be able to hear that, I was like, dang, yeah, okay. I don't have to play the bass line. I can just float on top of the bass line. Isn't it going to feel great to play with a rhythm section again? I know. I've done it a couple times now, just like separate uh, rooms and studios. Yeah. Even that, man. Right. Feels really great. And I mean, that's probably sort of, in a lot of ways, is the equivalent of this playing. Because I mean, you guys could have been in separate rooms playing, you know. I did a session. uh, We made a little recording for our buddy Jeremy Davenport. Yeah. A little Christmas recording for him and his daughter to sing over. I saw that. Yeah, I haven't heard it yet. Really, really fun. But uh, we're, you know, Sam at Shock City is getting levels. And they have to like cut in because we're just playing for like 30 minutes. You know, me and Montez and Bob are just playing and playing and playing. And they're right. like, all right, well, we're ready to go, guys. I'm like, oh, shoot, are we almost out of time? That's <laughs> yeah, fun. As, speaking of that, I was even going to see if I could pull it up on here, but I don't know if it's going to come through yet. We, a little Christmas recording that's going to be dropping later today, I think, from Diane Reeves' band. Oh, yeah. yeah. If we got that together. Nice. I'm just saying. Just trying to get it's it together. Floating around somewhere here. Okay. I'm. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. It's not ready yet. Though. It's not ready yet, though. Boom. Um, cool. Yeah. So that was uh, that was a part of my practice that 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 was fun. It's like sometimes it's fun to pl- to practice something, and I was practicing for a specific purpose, but just to enjoy it. Okay. Can we have a little fun while we practice? Is yeah. that allowed? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. 